go. Good evening, way number 13. And they keep not disappointing. Way number 13 is called in Hebrew, way to wisdom number 13, way to acquire Torah and really to acquire any wisdom, but certainly most important wisdom in the world is the Yishuv. Now the word Yishuv uh, means to sit. So literally the, uh, the, the name of this way is to sit. And when you sit, you're gonna acquire wisdom. Usually, you know, people who they say sit around, they're, they're not getting too much wisdom. So we're gonna talk about it. What do we mean when we say sit on it? Well, I just said it. Ever have someone say, you know, I gotta sit on that for a while. Well, came from here. I think it came from here. When you sit on something, what does that mean? Doesn't mean you put it under and sit on it. It means uh, that you deliberate. You take your time. Uh, you're not going to be hasty. You're going to think about it. If you're going to be wise and you're going to learn wisdom, that is uh, one of the of the uh, one of the um, uh, attributes and uh, practices that you're going to have to have. So we're talking about hi Reva. Uh, we're talking about uh, being deliberate and thinking, and so we're going to talk about that tonight. So some of us are challenges that maybe we make really fast decisions, maybe too fast. Some of us, we may mull over decisions and mull and mull and mull and, and maybe even never even make them. So like everything in the Torah, we're going to find the golden path, the shvil zahav. The, the idea here is that we're going to acquire wisdom. We're sitting on things, but with that skilled, happy medium of decision-making, of deliberating what's a healthy amount, what's not a healthy amount. So first thing you have to do is a person needs to take a look at themselves and say, how, what are, are our decision-making uh, habits? Do we deliberate and consider all the issues? Are we more of an impulsive decision maker uh, without really thinking about the consequences or many shades of gray in the middle? Or maybe some people, some personalities that we just shrug our shoulders and uh, really make a decision out of ignorance, like kind of flip a coin, whatever. So a very important thing about decision making, we kind of referenced this a number of times before, is that when a person makes um, doesn't make decisions and lives with those consequences, it, it really grates at a person's self-respect and self-esteem. Because what happens is, if a person goes through life and, and things aren't going well, they we forget about the fact that we actually could do better. And we think, oh, we can't do better, but maybe we never actually took the time to make good decisions. So what happens is, is you get hopeless because you think, oh my gosh, I've been trying this particular thing for so long and really maybe you never tried it at all. You know, I, I uh, the famous story and, um, with a, uh, a fundraising, um, you know, I, 
I go back to that because that was my first career. Um, and uh, so they, they hired a consultant and the fundraiser came and they said, we're having a hard time raising money. And he said, okay, well, you know, show us what you do. And he showed us, he showed them the, the contacts, this and that. And um, the advisor said, well, well, how much do you ask that particular person? I, I mean, that's a well-known philanthropist I see there on, on your board. And he's like, no, 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 we have a philosophy. Uh, we don't ask people for money. It's like, hmm. It's like, well, you bought in a fundraising professional, so you're wasting your time. Uh, you know, so sometimes a person could think they're not good at something, and their point is they never even did it. So we're going to talk about tonight about uh, with uh, some wisdom from the Torah about um, deliberation, decision making, thinking about things, what what's good practices, what suggestions, what's bad practices. So, like usual, we're going to go through it with uh, a number of points. First point is that number one, this is like the it doesn't get past here. If you don't do this, is it, it takes time. It takes time. Decision making, thinking about things, deliberation, weighing things, uh, taking a look at them from different angles. It, it just takes time. Um, there, and that's it. There's no two ways about it. So if a person, um, you know, that's really what the word sitting means. Sitting is on you. You're stopping. You're stopping. That's why. The, that's why the name of it is sitting sitting just take that time don't take the time then well can't help you number two is once you decide that you recognize that you're going to have to put in some time and it doesn't mean you know depending on what it is it doesn't have to be a tremendous amount of time but it just means appropriate time well it's it's interesting because we we say to sit but the problem is life doesn't stop life is People often say life's a runaway train. And life is a runaway train. It doesn't stop. Doesn't make any stops. So what is what what does it mean? How how someone may say, look, I'm in the rat race. This is 2021. You know, uh Facebook's not stopping, Snapchat, everything. You know, we, we gotta keep up. You can't stop. So we have a few examples of where deliberation and and taking your time to think properly needs to, there are many situations where we understand where a person could actually be deliberate pay attention try to think through things even when things are in a rush doesn't mean that if you can take your time you can but there are it's understand for example let's say a juggler when someone juggles the product that you see is a fast product it's a fast product juggling you know ultimately is a fast thing but it's a very deliberate thing, precise. You know, someone who doesn't know how to juggle, so they they <laughs> they're not very deliberate. They don't know what they're doing. So when we're talking, so so, so there's no no question that there is a skill set, something to be learned, and something to be practiced, of of being able to some actually to make decisions faster, to think through things in a faster way when appropriate. Let's say someone is doing a tightrope. Now, when you do a tightrope, right, you're obviously taking your time, being slow. But let's say, God forbid, all of a sudden you look behind you and you see there is someone chasing you. Well, hmm. Well, now you got to be deliberate, but you got to do it quick. You know, let's say you have someone wants to put um, dynamite under something. 
fresh dynamite. It's going, it's going like, you know, like Wally Coyote, you know, and uh, they put, they need to put it there to run away right away. They'll do grenades. There's all kinds of concept. The concept is it's possible when appropriate to do things fast um, and deliberately. So it's not necessarily a contradiction when, when needed and appropriate. You do the best you can. So number three is one of the big hindrances in taking the time to sit on things, deliberate, think about them, check out the, the different angles, take a step back, is that is the fear of fear. It is a very scary thing to take the time, stop and look at something, look at a situation, look at yourself. It, it, it allows that the, the, the fear to, to be felt. And that's it. People are, we are all scared to do that. That's what we avoid situations sometimes. But we have to recognize that, you know, that won't always happen. There actually will become a time a person meets those, that, those fears, then you can actually, with time, get, get, get clarity on it. You know, people don't want to think about something because they don't want to Think about the fact that they're not clear on it. Well, you know, things actually can become very clear. Uh, we all can think of things that we didn't have clarity on. Now we have clarity on and we can tackle. And everyone has things that for are different. But the, the, that's something that can, that fear of fear, we need to kind of call it, call a spade a spade and be willing to do things. Um, so we have to prove that to ourselves, though, because we don't always... Um, we don't always uh, feel that we can do that. So I just thought we'd take a paragraph and a, and a Chumash and a Mishnah and a, whatever, and really any book, but let's just let's stick to Torah and read one paragraph and get clarity on that paragraph, a certain level of clarity, be, and summarize it for yourself. And then you show yourself, wow, I actually can get clarity on something. And then you see, you know, I'm not scared to try to learn something else and try to think about something else because I know what it means to have clarity. You know, I can tell you when learning, learning Jewish law, you know, the first time, some people often say, you know, I don't really want to learn Jewish law because then I'm going to have clarity on it. Because oh, then, then I'm going to realize the fact that I don't know, I don't have clarity on something. Well, one second, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe you could get clarity on something. And, one, cause, and once you get clarity on something, Clarity is addictive because you want to get more clarity. Now, Jewish consciousness says, meaning throughout Jewish uh, writings, the constant thing is the basic, basic, one of the most fundamental ideas in liberation, thinking about something, examining it, is review. And I don't know if I've never really seen it this way. Yes, there's no question you have the Princeton Review and all the reviews, but it's it's part and parcel of wisdom. And to so much some degree, there are places you'll say, well, if you're not going to review it, don't even learn it. And, you know, it's that balance with that. But we say you got it. It's, you're not, you're not even called learning it. So you study it five times, meaning you study it the first time and then you review it four times. That's the basis, basis, basis of, of studying. And that's the way uh, studying is referenced everywhere. 
in the Talmud that the basic learning, you haven't even learned it till you did it five times. And we find in the Gemara, the Talmud says that we equate the wisdom, um, deliberation, thinking about process to the, the same way that food is the nourishment for the body, wisdom is the nourishment for the soul. And actually, I think believe it's in Nevin Ezra, it, uh, it, 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 it draws the parallels. And let's go through it. So what's the first thing you do when you're trying to make food in the, in the planting process? You plow. Well, what happens when you plow? Well, you turn up the ground. And then Ezra says, the first time you go over an idea, you're, you're breaking up the soil. That's what's happening. You break it. You're getting an an acquaintance with the idea. Once you plow, then you do the planting. What's the second time you see an idea? Well, it starts to make sense. You're putting the seeds into the ground. You're planting it into yourself. Just planted. You can't expect after the second time, wow, clarity. No, it's in. Number three, what's the next step? Harvesting. Well, the third time, you come to a certain amount of intellect. It's, it's in there. Now you come to a certain amount of experience with it. You have a certain intellectual understanding of it. You're reaping the wheat. You're, 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 you're harvesting what, uh, what, what you know. Um, and then what's the next step in planting? Second. Just someone to get on the class. I'm sure if they saw. Okay. Um, hopefully they'll come in. So, so the, by the by the third time, it's kind of a, it's um, it's in you. You're you are you're harvesting it. You're getting it. And what do you do after you harvest? That's a, and you have the food. Well, then you got di- then you digest it. So that point, it's in you. It's integrated into you. It nourishes your soul, and now becomes a part of you. And that's why you get. And so that's why often with, with with ideas and situations, we can be frustrated or think it's not for us. But really, we didn't even give it a chance. You have to have give that planting process. I remember once I um years ago. I'm not saying I wouldn't make the same mistake today, but I, this was a long time ago. Uh, someone told me a very wealthy man in town, very generous, wealthy man. And I called him up and finally I got a meeting with him. And I said, Jack, let's call him Jack. Um, Jack, can you give, I think it was the yeshiva at the time, $18,000. You know, I did based on my research, he had given 18000 many more. He'd been generous to many organizations and that wouldn't be a un, unreasonable number ask him but i can't i will never forget what he told me he's like naftali of course i can give you eighteen thousand dollars but fundraising is like the planting process and he walked me through the whole process he's like you think you're gonna get eighteen thousand dollars on a first date oh you gotta plow and you gotta plant and you gotta harvest and then you gotta digest he's like i was like can i start the process can i start the planting process over today he's like no 
Got to try again in a while. Messed up. Oh, that's what it was. So we all want to we, we all want to get ahead. Certainly in the 21st century, all the inventions, all the apps, everything's about achieving great things with minimum effort. Um, we have to realize that true growth is a, is a is a long process. Anything's like that: physical, spiritual, emotional, financial. And that's why deliberation is such an important tool, because it forces us to slow down. We have to exercise patience and strengthen the limits of our powers. It will be the best investment. It's such a good investment. You know, I was, I'm actually researching a certain area, and, and, and the, the number one advice they keep giving you in this area of, of knowledge is they, um, uh, is, uh, sorry, I'm just trying to get this person on. Still having a hard time. Um, the number one advice they keep giving is to keep learning. Don't get involved. Um, don't get involved in something until you fully understand it. And that's hard because you want to just do, want to just do. You want to just like, you know, you're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. Okay. Sometimes with this certainly goes with the planting analogy that we got to let things, uh, we got to let things sit um, and uh, just sit, take a step back. You can't plow and plant then harvest, then eat in the same week. It takes months. Sometimes the way that you do one thing, you can learn something once, you okay, take a break, look at it again in a few hours, a few days, in a week. Okay. The number six, that was all number five. Number six, um, the easiest thing, way to do this, to kind of get in the habit of doing this, um, it's not easy, but it's the easiest, is to ref get in the habit of reflecting. Get in the habit of reflecting all the time. You did something, think about it. Before you go to sleep at night, think about it. Just a general... When you start thinking about things, I know great, great, you hear from, from great people that they, they think about things, they think about their thinkers, examine, think, then you, you get it, you get it, you, you get in a good habit. You know, someone could read the New York Times cover to cover, and then they look up and you say, what, What'd you learn today? He's like, Ah, a bunch of stuff. What'd they just do? It's like cramming for a test. You got information overload, you don't know anything. Well, it took all that time through the New York Times. Maybe think about it a little bit, process a little bit. If it's worth your time to 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 study it, then it's gotta be worth your time to summarize. In fact, I know in in, in yeshiva when we're you know studying, often people will be ambitious. They always want to learn something new, and often the instructors they they're there to slow down. And they'll be like, you know what? You you if you're not going to be able to review what you're studying. And you can't learn it. 
it's not it's not it's not, not helpful and that's something that that we uh you know someone who reads the new york times took cover to cover but kind of like doesn't really process it um uh it's um you know you may not you really may actually be counterproductive um so what do you do now it's the same idea if you do, if you read all that stuff or listen to all those lectures and you don't summarize it for yourself reflect on it think about it for a minute you're actually sapping your self-confidence because you may be telling you in one second i went to a bunch of classes i read a bunch of books and you know i still don't really know anything i may as well not learn no because you didn't reflect you didn't take the time then you're sapping their confidence because it's it's fake not fake but it's certainly not what it could be the best thing really to do in order to get in the uh you know um deliberation thinking mode is to know what questions to ask you know often experts they know the right questions they know the questions so general obviously every area has its questions that are germane to it but some general basic questions to have at your fingertips are is is the source of this information objective is it coming from a, a biased place um what's the evidence that they're citing what aspects do i understand about this what aspects don't i understand about this what are the consequences or implications of this in for the world for my community for me so now at this point if you buy any of this your brain might be on overload why might your brain be on overload your brain might be on overload because like okay i get it um it makes sense but that's just too much too much i'm on overload even thinking about it well it might feel that way for a little bit right now but the truth is we there's so many things that we know become second nature when we just do them at the beginning it might it's okay to have a little bit of it's okay it's okay to have some feelings of overwhelmness as long as it's not persistent and all the time so um you know yeah that, that that's is to be expected and, and you get less overwhelmed when, when you know that that things do get easier and things can actually become second nature there are people whose second nature is to think about things um we need to realize though that it is very difficult to do this when we're being criticized and when we criticize other people it's reasonable for us to expect that they won't be able to do that so we're talking about that if a person wants to be wise you have to deliberate you have to think you have to sit on things you have to sleep on things that's all part of the wisdom process but we need to be in touch with the fact that we're not we're not going to do a good job at something when we're feeling attacked when we're feeling criticized so what do you do then if I'm in touch and I know that when I'm being criticized and I'm being attacked or I'm feeling attacked, I'm feeling criticized. If I know human nature, that it's not, you, you, we don't think very well then. So what do you do? 
That's what this Midah and Pirkei Avos is saying. The answer is Biyishuv. The word is to sit, to be able to sit on it. You, you won't always be able to think things through right now. You won't be able to. And the Yishuv is like, sit, stay still. Don't react. And that's the wisdom. Because I can tell you, you know, in Yeshiva, the main, the most, most of your time is spent studying with other people. And if you, you, you know it's not productive when you're feeling like there's not a good give and taker. There's not a respectful give and take. And that's what you're looking for in a study partner, someone who you can listen to them and they can listen to you. And you don't feel that attack, criticized feeling because then you can't think. And the whole purpose of the study partner is to think. So if, yes, we are saying a person needs to think in order to get wisdom, but you, we also need to be in touch in the, uh, with the industry hazards of, um, of, of when it's difficult to do that because that's not when you want to be making the decision. Here, we're, we're, we're pushing making decisions. We're pushing thinking about things. Well, sometimes it's not a good time to think. It says in Mishlei, Proverbs, says, Al tevahel espicha la'anos. Which basically means don't hurry to answer. This is why you'll hear very wise people, very learned people, certainly in the circles that I've been in, there's words that you don't hear out there. Good point. Let me think about it. I'm not sure. You know what? The way I see it, I'm not exactly, I don't have clarity on it, but this is the way I see it right now. That's that's like classic in the in the in the Hadlord Hall's of, of of wisdom to rec- to 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 um to not be quick to answer. I can tell you um I guess I'm a little bit some time has passed so hopefully I've gotten a little more credibility a little bit. So um you know I, as a rabbi kind of like a doctor you know you kind of always want, you always want to be taking exams so you're updated with uh with all the current information and more information but I think it was my first test um, my first rabbinic test, I'm thinking it must have been 15 years ago, maybe. I don't know when it was, maybe more. Um, but when I took that first test, it was an oral test uh, with a very, very prestigious rabbi. And uh, it was long. It was, it, was, it, was, it was three or four hours orally closed book. It was pretty, pretty intense. And um, I was excited about it. And the rabbi uh, kept asking me questions, and I was there with my friend. We sometimes you do it in pairs, and and so my friend, every time I got a question, he was like hemming and hawing and thinking about it. He was very smart, um, and I was getting questions, and I was bullet bulleting answers back. And he said to me, you know, and I'll tell you, you know, you, you know, maybe, maybe you know the answers. But I'm telling you, good advice is that you shouldn't answer so fast. Don't answer so fast. I was like, I was like, but let's say I know it. He's like, well, if it's something really, really important and it's not absolutely clear as chicken soup, then a little, a little, a little slower. Don't be so fast. As it says in Mishlei, don't, don't hurry to answer. And I, and I've said, no, I'm not saying there's not a time and place to, to, 
to, to, to do that. But I've seen this with um, a lot of very wise people. My, my experience with uh, big, uh, big rabbis in uh, deciding Jewish law is, you know, not sometimes they'll answer bullet like, like a machine gun, but often they'll sit there and they probably have heard the question a hundred times. Like, yeah, yeah, let me think about it for a second. And in fact, one I asked one of my one of my teachers once in a certain area of Jewish law, and I said, you know, if I know, do I really need to like look up the source? Do I need to second guess it? And he's like, whatever you're doing, you can't feel rushed. If you feel rushed, it's not good. So that's what uh, Shlomo Melech was uh, was uh, teaching us. Let's move. Let's move along over here. Um, very important, and this is something that I, again it's amazing. You don't you don't realize all the things that you that you were taught, let's say informally in in uh, over the years in school and and yeshiva, and you you learn different commentaries in the Mishnah, and they all were, and they came from here. So, a very important part in the yeshuv to deliberate to to uh, sit on things is that when you have those moments of emes, you have the moments of, of um, regish, of, of, a, of a feeling, an emotion of clarity on something, the worst thing to do is, is, is to think that you now have changed and you get it. If you just walk away and don't do anything concrete, don't reflect, don't write it down, integrate it something even for a second i prefer be longer then that moment of truth is just a fleeting thought because we all done that we all learned information felt information and then move on nothing changed well nothing changed if we don't it's called we don't have that sima slave you don't have that sitting on it you sit on the idea i was very lucky uh, when i first came here i was uh 17 and my first two years here, uh, there was a rabbi in town. His name was actually Rabbi Beaker. And he used to come to uh, one of Rabbi Gibber's lectures. And uh, I actually learned this from him. He, he on, on Friday nights, I would actually, he, I think he offered me, I don't know what it was, but he, we had this, we would walk from Rabbi Gibber's house. I would walk him home and we would say over the, it really was really initiated by him. I was kind of tagging along, uh, but I really relished it. Uh, say over the whole talk that Rabbi Gibber said. And I know some of those talks t- to this day. And as many talks that I don't know, and I, <laughs> that, I, that I don't remember that well. And that was just an incredible experience. And that, that's what we're talking about here, about, about the idea of sitting on something, not just taking it on and... and uh, and letting it just kind of roll over. So we've developed this idea about deliberating, thinking about things, looking at different angles, taking your time. So we have to apply it. It really applies to anything in life, certainly anything in life, any any practical uh, relationships, work, friends, family. But certainly when it comes to uh, wisdom, we mentioned this already that it really really hurts i, I, I could tell you I, I study with so many people it really hurts your general confidence and your confidence in ability to learn when you um 
don't take the time to think about what you said. I can tell you, I, I recently sometimes I've, I've tutored young rabbinic students and will read a, a, a medieval commentary and they'll read it and they'll be, oh, you know, I don't get it. I never get it. And all I'll try to say, and if I could, is you didn't try it to get it. You know, to, to understand Tosfas, a medieval commentary, very often will take very smart people, experienced people, an hour to read it over and over and over and over again. And that's just what it is. And what happens is if you don't appreciate the process, then you end up thinking either there's something wrong with the material or there's something wrong with you or there's something wrong with the match. And really, we know this is true in everything. I had a friend who had a very hard time in, in, in his in, with his dating. And uh, he, he always, I think, I think he watched too many movies. I think we all have this challenge. You know, we live in a society where everything happens right now, right, right now, yesterday. So I could tell you as a fundraiser, I get this. Um, so right now we're, uh, proposing thinking about things more. Well, if someone, you ask someone to do something or you present someone with an interesting idea, maybe a little uncomfortable and people say, um, uh, I'll think about it. So we all know either it means, um, I'm not going to think about it <laughs> for the more honest people. It often means um, I'm going to agonize about it. Uh, it will be on my mind. I'm not going to think about it. Deliberation, but you should, to sit on something means to weigh it, the pros and the cons. You're, you're sitting with it. You sit with something. You don't, you're not talking about being, stressing about something doesn't count. I'm not saying you can stress sometimes. Um and when a person realizes this, you, you feel, get, you get very in control of your life. And, and you, more decisions you make, you feel very much in control and, and, you, and you're willing to do more things. You're willing to learn more. You're willing to, to, to be involved in anything, but specifically mitzvahs. So, but this is something which um, Rabbi AJ, Dr. AJ Tversky says, you know, he's a, you know, an addiction specialist and, He's he's very big believer in that all wisdom that works out there, that scientists have found, and mental health profession has found, all the effective methods all have are rooted in ancient ancient uh, Jewish wisdom that uh, the, that the Jewish world have, has has been privy to for thousands of years, and we you know whichever uh, wonderful therapist came, came came up with it in the past few hundred years, you know it's kind of it's not news. And one, one of those, um, probably the most popular, um, he says for uh, alcohol addiction, is the 12 steps, Alcohol Anonymous. And what, well, what the way that a person makes decisions and the person breaks things down is we, it, part of the process is breaking things apart. And that's something which is crucial. So for example, Let's say someone reads a piece of Torah and they read it. Let's say it's a philosophical piece, a Jewish law piece, whatever it might be. You read it and you say, huh, you know what? I believe this is true. This is a true, it's a truism. This is something which is great. It's going to change my life. It's true. 
Um, well, that has nothing to do with whether you're going to do it. That's one decision. I've thought about this. I've made a decision that I believe this is true. I've made a decision. I think this is valuable. Well, the next decision you have to, and, and, and this is the way everybody, Dr. A.J. Tversky says that this is the way someone becomes healthy. They break down. So they have to recognize their problem and then they break, they break it down, break it down. So same thing with, with, with wisdom. Once the, the, there's another decision to make. Just because you've made a decision that you learned a book and you realize the value of it and the truth of the book, you then have to make the next decision and think about the next thing is, will I do anything differently based on the information that I have? And you weigh those pros and cons and you think about it. And then when you, and the more you break something down, the better you understand it and the more effective it'll be. And that's true with everything. That's why today in the, in, in the medical world, and really it's true in all, all, in all professions, is that we've, we've, we've succeeded in breaking things down that, that, and we do so many things so much better, right? Because we're focused on, on, on hyper-focused on, on every inch of our body. There's a specialist for every inch of our body. And the same thing with Torah. If I've decided, let's say yeah, a person read The Way of God or, or, or Path of the Just or, 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 or this book, Others with the Fathers, and you say, huh, you know, this is true. This is true. 48 ways to acquire wisdom. I'm sold on it. I totally understand. Then this person can make a, a macro decision. Well, I'm making a decision. I want to uh, exercise these uh, ways to wisdom. Well, okay, that's nice. Well, what are you going to do next? Well, what are, then what? Which, which, which way wisdom are you starting with? Which one are you working on today? Okay, we got to wrap up here. So let's, uh, let's wrap up. Um, oh, good news. Still done. Okay, so I was seeing if we had to skip something. The most important question, which I know Weinberg, always says it's incredible he gets this into almost every class or any article i've ever read or, or heard from him is that obviously we can deliberate about and we can exercise this muscle in things that are meaningless but the most the most important thing for any human being and certainly a jew to deliberate is why you alive what's the essence of my life if a person is committed to that to that question and takes the time to think about it, there is no question they'll find the truth. No question. If a person doesn't take the time and they're not really interested in taking the proper steps, they won't find it. And I've actually found this with 100% accuracy with myself and with other people. When you take the time and you're interested in knowing something and, and applying it and making it a practice or something that you've 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 uh it, it, it's in, into your morality to be successful so just a quick review why is sitting on things a way to wisdom well we all want to be great we all, we all want to be great and uh it takes time and hard work to to uh to to uh, to uh, to, uh, to achieve it Often we get to impasses. 
impasse is what do you have to do? You have to wait. You have to you have to sit on it. Wait, give it some time. Got to deal with the problem, not look for a quick fix. And careful reflection will uh, lead to much wiser responses, much much more clarity on on wisdom. And um, like we said in the view, the the uh, the Ebenezer says he says that the wisdom process is like the planting process. You got to plow. You have to let the information come in, then we plant, kind of let it take root, and then we harvest it, kind of bring it in and really and really make it ours, and then we digest it. We can't expect it to happen right away. It takes time, it takes a process. And God willing, if we take the time to think about things, to sit on things, to be patient with things, to be honest with things, then uh, we'll be continue well on our way to being uh, on our way to wisdom. Great week, and thank you for coming on.